welcome to Prospect Paperbacks. Today we are discussing Solar Bones by Mike McCormick. I'm Melissa. Hi, I'm Tash. Hi, I'm Alex. Hi, I'm Taryn. Alright, so, um. Blech. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And. All of that. So we've got a few um, people here who do not or didn't like the book and didn't even, <laughs> didn't, didn't finish it. Uh, I am the lone wolf and I actually enjoyed it and I finished it and I've got to say all of you missed out in the last three pages. I can well I can read the last three pages. Oh, yeah. That will save me the, the last half of the book that I haven't finished. If we read the last three pages, and just so hypothetically, we'd only read the first ten. And I feel really sad because this was my choice. So I wanna hear what was on my Yeah, about, I'm totally so. blaming yeah, you. I, I need to know. Well, I just like the way it's written. Okay, so basically, really? yes. <laughs> so the interesting thing about this book is that it was all one sentence. So it was a straight no punctuation. Th there was punctuation. There was commas. There were commas. Well, um, yeah. But yeah. and I wouldn't even say that it was one sentence because there wasn't a full stop at the end of the book either. So it was one run-on sort of like. Verbal diarrhea? Yeah, mm. so it was a stream of consciousness. You gave us um, away the ending, there's no full stop. There's no full stop <laughs> at the end. Yeah. It just keeps going. Um, so that is a bit, was a bit difficult for some people. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I actually liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it was sort of um, prose poetry in a lot of areas. And well, I Peter Carey's that. done that before, hasn't he? That's that's what Kelly. Yeah. Peter Carey. There was another one that has something to do with a sheep. I have the sheep that I reckon had a similar confusing experimental kind of structure. I have a problem with that. Well, I was just like, it's, it was repetitive and then just kept stopping and starting all over the place. And, you know, like I was just start to get interested in the character and then he would jump to something else. And it's like, would you just, it was like listening to, I don't know, somebody with dementia who oh, keeps jumping, or about. like an older person Is that what it who was doesn't about? really no, care no, so so whether you're really listening to them or not, but they just need an audience and so they just blah, 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 blah. So the premise of the book is this guy, Marcus Conway, is sitting at his kitchen table over the course of a day and he's there by himself and he basically is reminiscing about his life so his childhood his family life with his kids and his wife um, his political leanings uh, his work just a, a whole lot of different things and he does sort of go from one thing to the next one minute he could be talking about his going to his daughter's um Art, 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 opening. art yeah. show and then the next minute he's talking about something else how far did everybody get? So, Tara, you got to the first two I pages? I would say that I've been embellishing if I said that. <laughs> <laughs> How really? far did you get, Tash? Okay, so he's talking about the um, work that's been done. He's, in, he's a council officer and he's somebody's engineer. complaining yeah. to him that the people who are out working on a job aren't doing the right thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I just... 
I'd, I'd pick it up because I thought I've got to read it to mm-hmm. talk about it and then I would fall asleep or I would, it would just like, I can't, I just can't do this. Like I'm not motivated to read it. So I was reading something else in between, which I never do because I don't like reading two books at once. Uh-huh. So I just, I really struggle. So I'm trying to even remember where I got up to. How far did you get, Alex? I got 83 pages by the grace of eating cake. <laughs> I had a piece of cake oh. next to my laptop, so I'm reading it on the Libby app. And I thought, by the I will read this book until the cake is gone. <laughs> and then when the cake is gone, I will close it because I cannot take any. It's like rewarding yourself. Yeah. Like food reward. Yeah. yeah. For me, the hardest bit was actually finding a place to stop because there's no, there's no full stops. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, where do I actually sort of mark my page and come back to it later? Because mm-hmm. it's just, it is just a stream of, and it, I guess if you think about it, if you sat down at a kitchen table, what would your thoughts be like? Oh, it, for sure. It, it's very realistic in that sense. It is. Yeah, you probably wouldn't think them, well, that's the yeah. thing. I you think I could probably watch this as a movie and quite enjoy it. But just trying to read it, yeah. I just didn't like it. And it's um, set in Ireland yeah. as well. That's the, the one thing I did like is that I've learned how to pronounce the wife's name, which is Maraid. Maraid. Rhymes with Parade. Yes. Oh, and Maraid. And the son, Dara. 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 Yeah. Dara. Yep. So that was, okay, the, the one thing I got from that book was Irish pronunciation. That's a lot for it. How many pages? <laughs> <laughs> What did I read? Yeah, 98. You know, two things. 98 pages is amazing. So I kind of, well, part of me thought, has everybody died? You know, like as I'm reading it, I'm thinking, okay, is he reminiscing about all of these people because they're all dead? I thought that maybe he was dying and that's why he wouldn't be alone with his thoughts. Yeah, but I wasn't interested enough to keep I was convinced he was someone who had dementia or or some Mm. sort of quite profound mental illness. And so I was interested in that and finding out more about that, but I wasn't interested enough to keep going. Mm. And now I'm grateful because if I found out that he didn't and it was just an experimental writing style, I think I'd be really annoyed. <laughs> the one thing about this writing style is it's very much in the Irish tradition um, of like James Joyce. Um, so if you ever read um, Ulysses, or, uh, Ulysses or yeah, I think it is where, and then the, he's, he also wrote Finnegan's Wake as well, which. Finnegan's Wake starts in the middle of a sentence mm. and, and finishes in the middle of a sentence. So it's in the middle of a thought that it picks up and it finishes in the middle of a thought. It's very much in that, that Irish tradition. And I, I feel like, because I've been to a few of the places he talks about in Ireland where he lives, and it's very much got that sense of Irishness about it so I, well, I was reading well. with an accent <laughs> yeah, we were yes, about that reading with an accent yeah. but um yeah no I just like oh thank you so again. much my darling <laughs> to be sure to, to be sure, sure. No, <laughs> please don't be offended <laughs> the only thing I did find was I think part of the frustration was I did feel engaged with the characters you know like I did I wanted to know more about Agnes's artwork and I wanted to know more about their explaining that Mirage was really intelligent and she you know studied French poetry or something at uni and so how did this engineer bloke who's really quite boring this is the children teasing dad manage to you know hook up with this incredible intellectual woman so you know and and because we work for council and we 
you know, used to hearing about those little things with people coming in and complaining, councillors complaining about council staff not doing particular jobs and things mm -hmm. like that. There were, you know, I started to engage with each little bit of story and then it would jump to something else. It's like, I just, will you just finish like one oh, bit, yeah. finish one bit and then move on to the mm. next bit? Uh, there, there are some points that I, in the book that I thought were really poignant um, when he talks about his dad working on the tractor which oh, yeah, I don't know if anybody got yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was just really sweet the way those shared moments um, by working on tractor together. And then later, I don't think any of you got to this, his Ray gets sick. There's a water contamination in the... Um, oh, the I heard a little about that. Yeah, the city's water supply. She gets very, very sick. And just how he takes care of her and helps her and... Then when he brings his daughter home from the hospital, that's towards the beginning of the book and how he, you know, there's a lot of sort of existential, you know, stuff in there where he's, you know, it's not just that he's got this new baby that he's got to take care of, but also she's a citizen. That was interesting. You know, yeah, that was a really she's, interesting point. you know, she's got this certificate that says she mm, exists. So she's a person. Yeah, she's yeah. a person. And I, I thought a lot of that existential stuff is really interesting and towards the end of the book he has this really amazing day and he thinks about all the things that had to come together in the cosmos to make that his entire day come together the way it did to have a great cup of tea at a restaurant and all this you know sort of stuff and I, that's what I really the meaty stuff that I got into was all the existential things that he was he was thinking about yeah Anybody yes. other? Really lovely. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy Absolutely. that I didn't read it and just to have your synopsis of it because well, that's a wonderful observation. Of, if yeah. I can, I'll just read a little bit yes. from the book, Absolutely. a passage that I really like. So this is um, about halfway through the book where he's sitting at his kitchen table. It's getting later in the day and he's noticed that the light's changing and he's starting to sort of think, oh, I've been sitting here all day, you know, and he's sort of realized that he's started ruminating. And so this is gives you an idea of what the book is like. So I'll just, it's because there's no full stops, I'll have to sort of start in the middle of a thought and finish in the middle of a thought, but here it goes. Stop, mother of Jesus, stop. This is how the mind unravels in nonsense and rubbish if given its head, the mind in repose, unspooling to infinity, slackening to these ridiculous musings which are too easily passed off as thought, these glib associations, mental echoes which reverb with our anxiety to stay wake and wise to the world, or at least attentive to as much of its circumstances as we can grasp while, come to think of it, thinking of it now, now being thought, it must have been this same sort of unspooling coupled with the same fatal aptness for fantasy that consumed my father and unraveled his mind in that last year of his life. And on and on and on it goes. But I just love, I, like to me, that's poetry. Oh, and absolutely. I just, the whole book was like that. And I, that's what I loved. Maybe that's what I didn't like about yeah, it. Yeah, and I'm not a poetry me, reader. I, for me, the most perfect narrative is one that's so pared back how Hemingway would describe something that's paired back to simplicity. I hate Hemingway. Like, well, I, 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 I don't respect <laughs> This is explaining a lot right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, 
I don't respect him as a person, but definitely that philosophy I like. Because, the window pane pros. Yeah, and, and just the fact that, you know, if, if things are over-intellectualised, it doesn't necessarily make them better, but it does make them literally claimed. I've got to say, this book is like an award-winning book, and I think that's interesting. It's often the ones that I find the least enjoyable as if this was an app it would have a bad user experience <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah i found that interesting. and the thing too that is actually a very good insight because i generally have this idea in my head that i hate poetry but i really love haikus like a beautiful haiku like iso who's one of the you know founding fathers of hardcore awesome haiku has this one that says in this life we walk on the roof of hell gazing at flowers and that is so, so beautiful. beautiful and what book I read that haiku in was the Flannery Richard Flanagan, Richard Flanagan Narrow Road to a Deep North yes. so that just lends this meaning you know these three lines of this haiku 575 these small kind of handful of words say so much mm -hmm. and for years after reading that book I got hooked on Iso but that's my favorite of his and he lost his daughter uh, when she was young and he'd seen a lot of pain and I did this just I can rework that and reinterpret those three lines so many different ways and that's what I love about it I don't love things that are just too wordy yeah. um, that's what I've learned <laughs> and, about myself but, and the repetition read this. like the const you know yeah. the but that, saying guess, the same thing over and over that and over sort again. of goes with the whole I guess poetic mm. yeah construct mm. yeah it's interesting, isn't it? But also how wonderful it is that the human condition is so varied in its interpretation and appreciation of different forms of art mm. and other experiences. The fact that you can see such poetry in this book and that you describe it as poetry, which to me... Someone who is so easily distracted. Yeah, you guys work with me, you know, Alex, you don't you see a very small window into my life and for that you may truly be grateful because I almost am like this man, I think, in my thoughts and the way I kind of amble throughout my working day. But I maybe that's why I found it so traumatizing to read. It's just, <laughs> you do have it was to, a mirror. You oh, have to, um, I don't yeah, agree. Perfect. I don't think you are you have to work at this book mm. quite a bit to stick with it. But I think that's why I didn't like it. A book to me is an escape, and with this, there was yeah. no escape. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly okay. what I felt yeah. too. Which I probably, I like ones where I have to think a bit more. It's mm. not all just there revealed in front of you. I don't know, I just found it, um, mm. yeah, a really um, deep novel. Mm. I think for me, I just prefer to have a plot. I see that this is a beautiful thing for people who like that sort of thing, but I really prefer to have, it doesn't have to be a start, middle and an end, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't have to be too traditional, but a plot and mm -hmm. characters and mm. a little bit of punctuation would be nice. <laughs> just a little. Just one full stop. A full stop. Just one. Yeah. <laughs> Give me something. Yeah, because yeah, there really isn't a plot mm. to this book. Like I said, it's just this one man's thoughts. Um, and that's what I mean. I think, I think watching this as a movie would be a much more enjoyable experience because you could keep sort of... It would be like one of those art house sort of things where you keep 
going back to see him at the table and, and then you see it. whatever yeah. else he's thinking about and you know going back with the I'm just what is the Goldsmiths Prize anyway? I mean, I it says it's, it's a, a winning book, but what is the Goldsmiths Prize? I think it's prize? some sort of Irish uh, award in Ireland. I feel like possibly. it was long listed for something else as well. Yeah, I Booker? Yeah, well, so yeah, it's long listed for okay. the Booker. Like, this is, you jump on Goodreads, and everyone's like, this is amazing. What about that one bit? And oh, yeah, yeah. four, four or five stars consistently. Yeah. yeah. It's either Mel who's created multitudes of like dummy personas to yeah, I don't know, I do that, I don't know. Or genuinely there are people here that are just seeing something in it that I don't and the fact of that yeah. is what makes this so wonderful. You know, I mean I love I love an existential movie. I don't love an existential experimental book. And yeah. I think that's interesting. I, I I like movies where things aren't served up to you on a platter. But I like I like things being a little bit plot driven and I think when it comes to literary prizes and award winning books, it's all about character development and insight over plot, really. Yeah. yeah. So, so generally, if I don't... development of his character in this? Um, he... at the end, <laughs> when you find oh, out what's actually yeah. going on. So you need um, to tell, tell us, us so nice spoiler alert, <laughs> tell us after this. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, you'll have to read the last three pages. <laughs> yeah. To, yeah, pretty much. Don't put yourself through it. Yeah. But it, um, no, not really. I, I think as as the novel progressed, I really just saw more and more of how how devoted family man he was. And there's another bit where he it talks about and something that's also very Irish is like they're you know very political as well and he talked about you know when he came of age to be able to vote and him and his dad sat down and for their sort of area voting area they sat down and plotted out who they thought were going to win the seats so they oh my gosh yes in the book yes And I know it sounds really dry and boring, but it was it was more the the connection he had with his dad, and also that civic duty. He he was really driven by this you know civic pride and this civic duty. And uh, like when his wife gets sick with the water contamination, and how he deals with that, and how how he sees a political motivations went out a lot of times over the community needs or what's um, in the best interest for people as a whole it's a lot of it is actually the political motivations of how things actually pan out and yeah so there's not really development other than a, just a deeper sense of how he understanding of the character yeah I mean I've got to say Mike McCormack sounds like an absolutely brilliant writer I genuinely mean that the fact that he has been so bold and experimental in this book is mind-blowing. Yeah. It just ain't my cup of tea. And so. generally, if I don't like a book, I will still, especially to talk about, I yeah. will still read through the end. I you know but I just, ran out of, <laughs> I just ran out of time. Well, yeah. like, you know, the other one that we read that you recommended, Alex, and it oh. was, the, you know, so much violence you know female oh, yeah. I, can, I can't oh, think of difficult women, women. I and but I just I thought no I can, I can still read it and yeah. I'm going to get through it and I'm just so that we can talk about it yeah. but I just so if you um, find it difficult getting mm. to sleep at night <laughs> yeah. this is a good recommendation but isn't that amazing I mean you know you think about 
what Listerine was originally a floor cleaner or something, and Kellogg's cornflakes originally. <laughs> and I, you know, and I feel it's amazing. Different purposes. Yeah, that he has somehow struck upon something that sleep researchers, you know, <laughs> have really battled with, and he's somehow oh. found in a in the literature form, and that's amazing. <laughs> so, really, that's up to him and for winning lots of I, think, I, I don't mean any. I almost feel articles. like I'm, I feel obliged to read something else of his because, like, I agree with you. Mm. I think I think the writing was lovely. Mm. I just was frustrated with this book. Mm. So you know, like, I don't, I won't hold it against him. <laughs> for me, I for really, one, yeah, I just, I love the challenge of it. So, if anybody out there has heard of Finnegan's Wake by James mm. Joyce and like a challenge, I would say that's the most challenging book in the, I would say English language, but it's James Joyce sort of made up a language for that book, yeah. and it is extremely difficult. Mm. And this one is. A lot easier to read but it's also it's still a challenge it, and it's in that same vein as a lot of James Joyce's works and I think that has to do with the whole Irishness and that's the um, um, I would imagine he was brought up on a lot of James Joyce and this is his homage, homage. <laughs> to that and uh, yeah I think he does a, a great job at, um, at sort of living up to that Irish uh, literary tradition Mike McCormack, you're a sadist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, I, it's great that Mel loves it because it goes to show this is genuinely something that's really open to individual perception. Uh, it's clearly a, a fantastic book. Um, but I'm really glad that we're going to be reading something with a plot next month. I can't <laughs> remember what it is. What uh, are we reading? Ida by Alison Evans. Okay. Um, and we also made vague plans to do a bonus episode with all of our favourite things. Where we mm. just make personal recommendations without forcing each other to read them. I'm so excited about it. I just want to just bring in all my favourite books <laughs> as an antidote to... Oh, be careful what you do, no, Tori. No, oh, no, she said you. we don't have to read each other's uh, books because I'll be putting Finnegan's Wake on. Oh, oh, oh my word! No. Uh, great. Well, well, we, we could do, we could do that, but yeah. well, no, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have our little, our little cakes sitting next yeah. to us. Yeah. Trying to get there. Oh, I'm going to end up with big hips if we do that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we know you're out there. Uh, engage with us online if you want. You don't have to. There's uh, there's no pressure on you. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll catch you next episode when we are getting a uh, recap of our thoughts on Ida. Bye. 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 Okay. Bye. bye.